All right, for Sunrise today, we're going to continue. I'm still in the book of moving in the apostolic, um, how to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth by, um, by Apostle John Eckhart. And I'm in, God, I can't even tell you what chapter right now. Let me tell you what chapter I'm in. I'm in chapter eight still, a very deep chapter. So um, I'm in this section. <clears throat> I'm going to try to cover three sections and try not to be on here no longer than an hour. <laughs> Glory be to God. And um, so this section, we're talking about apostles and prophets. And, um, and so I want to go through that. Highlight some things in there that was mentioned, and then we're going to go forward. Okay, so in this in this section of apostles and prophets, actually, um, the title for chapter eight is the he's talking about the apostolic church, and so there's a lot of it's a lot of subtopics <clears throat> that are in here, and so he pretty much says that when the Lord is restoring a truth, there often uh, there will often be an emphasis on the on that truth or seemingly at the expense of other truths. So basically, there's a truth that, you know, that has been established. And then when the Lord is restoring truth that, that could have been misled or misinterpreted, or whatever else, then it's going to be at the expense of other truths that's already been established. So though we are emphasizing the apostolic dimension in this book, which is really what he's highlighting throughout the whole um, content of the book. Um, and it doesn't mean that other um, that others are not important because I know basically he deals a lot with the apostles. He's really um, establishing that, trying to reestablish, restoring that, uh, which you know many believe are not in existence today, <laughs> and some don't believe in the prophets and so on and so forth. So you know that's based on you know each other's own you know interpretation of things and how they believe and doctrinal teachings and so on and so forth. So so. But he wants to emphasize that not only, um, oh, he said, while each of the fivefold ministries um, is in, is indispensable, he said a unique connection exists between apostles and prophets to further the kingdom of God, and these two gifts are very similar. Okay, so even though he, like I said before, he did a lot of highlighting and emphasis on the apostles, but now we're going what you're going to see is he he's going to show you and link the similarities. Um, on how they work together with the prophets, and he's going to highlight. And actually, I'm going to go in and talk about a lot of the functions of what a prophet is. I'm not talking about the gift of prophecy, but I'm talking about those who are called to be a prophet of God. Okay, so the Old Testament prophets, in fact, were the sent ones. Okay, because back in that day, you know, there were no apostles or anything like that, but the prophets were the ones that were sent by God to deliver the message to Israel, to deliver messages to the kings. Um, and they were even sought sought after by the kings for direction and guidance. And a lot of the kings ignored it. Glory be to God. A lot of us ignore it. In 1 Thessalonians 5, uh, oh, I want to say uh, probably around verse 18, 19, it says, don't despise um, prophecies. But many do. And that's, you know, that's okay. That's not... I'm not here to debate either, you know, whether you do it down on that part. Um, so, um, so Old Testament prophets, in fact, were the sent ones under, under the covenant, under their covenant at that time. But under the new covenant, apostles and prophets work together to plant, establish and build up churches. They work together. They need one another. It's, it's one of the unique pairings um, that God has established. OK, which also um, birth the churches too, and we'll kind of get into that a little bit today as well. 
okay? And so, um, so together they form powerful teams, and these two gifts strengthen and stir one another, and they blend well where there is honor and mutual respect. So it has to be honor and mutual respect for one another, and that's like in any relationship, in any relationship, there has to be honor and mutual respect. There's no way in the world that in any relationship, if you don't honor each other and don't respect each other, there's no way the two are going to function together. Especially if, if God has brought them together and they have a problem honoring, honoring and, and respecting each other, then it's always going to be conflict. And God is not about conflict within his body. Now, other things that are against him, yeah. But to those things that he has joined together, brought together for for even marriages, Glory be to God, have a purpose. You know, marriages have a purpose. It's not because, you know, but I think a lot of us have not been taught that. And we just learned it. My wife and I just learned this. Oh, since we went through marriage counseling back early uh, March and April, um, that marriage has a purpose. He's, you know, Pastor Jim said, what is your purpose? What do you believe the purpose is? God brought you together. There is a purpose. So you want to you want to connect with someone. You want to be with someone. That is your purpose. <laughs> That's your purpose. That God has purposely put you two together. Glory be to God. And so you want to make sure that um, it is such. So that's my quick spill on marriage counseling. Glory be to God. <laughs> All right. And so uh, so this is not simply to say that apostles have less of a need for evangelists, pastors, teachers, for these ministries are vital um, to, an to an apostolic team. So they're all vital. Here, what he's what he's talking about is really dealing with the foundation of churches um, and how how the churches were built um, back even during the days of Acts. They were built upon the apostles and the pro and, and the prophets. And so we're we're in a day and time where throughout time and throughout centuries that things have shifted quite a bit. And so now the 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 resurgence and the restoring and the teaching is necessary to see exactly where where the church where the church has drifted a lot of things playing a part with the catholic church after the first century and so that's a whole lot of history that i don't have time for today so apostles themselves can also teach prophesy evangelize and shepherd but ultimately god is the one who draws ministries together so that we can develop effective teams we want to be i, I pray that your ministry is effective and i pray that your ministry is relevant Glory be to God. And that's that should be our, our our prayer for each other. Amen. It doesn't make sense to it doesn't make sense to um to have like auxiliaries and things like that and they're not effective. What are I mean, what are we doing? Is it doing anything to advance the kingdom of God? Or I'm about to get in trouble, or are we just trying to raise money? Hmm. Or are we just trying to raise money? Which one is it? What are we trying to do? So is it are we are we are we um are we equipping are we training are we sending forth what you know just because it's part of the denominational norm and culture for years and years and years past does well what what is it doing what is it accomplishing okay we we need to know that okay so apostles should should not work alone and they need other gifts along alongside of them um, especially prophets, for their two gifts and anointings complement each other. So the Lord establishes apostles first in the church and prophets second in First Corinthians twelve and twenty eight. Second is high position. Second is a high position, not a low one. So it provides support. 
It provides support for what is first and reinforcing it in the church. All right. So what he's saying is just because um, the prophet is like second because you have the the apostles first in rank and then the prophet second. But it doesn't mean second is the lowest. Don't mean it's, don't look at it as well. I'm in second place on that other stuff. It's just how the governmental structure of how God did things. But it provides support for what is first, reinforcing it in the church. And prophets provide a great source to apostles and they water what apostles plant. Get that. Prophets water what apostles plant and reinforce and confirm what apostles preach and teach. <clears throat> True prophets that are called by God, they teach. They not only, they, they not only prophesy, but they teach and they break down the word of God. Because one reason, one one thing alone is prophets, real real true prophets, spend a lot of time in prayer before the Father. They spend a lot of time in prayer before the Father. The prophets are weird. Prophets are strange. <laughs> um, prophets do different things as far as demonstrations and things like that. Because if you look at even in the Old Testament prophets. Um, God had them doing some strange things. What we got in a lot of them, and I think I said this last week, they had to go through, they had to go through the things that that represented what what Israel was about to go through, their punishment. And so we, um, so yeah, prophets are strange people. Yeah, they were people, but that's how God designed them. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So. I like the part where it said, so they water what apostles plant and reinforce and confirm what apostles preach and teach. Okay, so now we're going to shift to um, sent to uphold the mission. That's what prophets do. Prophets are sent to uphold the mission. Okay, so Jesus, Jesus said that he would send apostles and prophets. Therefore, also said the wisdom of God, I will send them prophets and apostles and some of them they shall slay and persecute. Hmm. Okay, that's Luke 11 and 49, so I'm not making this up. There's scripture for you. Okay? Therefore also said the wisdom of God, I will send them prophets and apostles, and some of them shall, some of them shall slay, some of them will, shall be slayed and persecuted. Okay? So anytime, so those of us that, that are desiring to have, to have this or believe we have this, and some of us have it, have it on us, have been called, have been chosen, have been handpicked for these particular functions um, in the governmental ascension gifts. Um, it's a heavy weight. It's, it's a heavy weight. Um, all, all of me, it's any, any calling is a heavy weight if you, you know, because it's, it's something that God has, has designed and organized for us to do. So there is, it comes a heavy price, no matter what it is, no matter what area you're called in. For you to be effective in, in in that function of what God is calling you to be in, then you have to pay a price. You got to pay a price for it. Okay? You have to pay a price for it. So, send in this verse, S-E-N-D, in the Greek word is apostello, and from which we get the word apostle, you know, send out, sent one, Okay? 
And so prophets were the primary sent ones under the old covenant, both, but both apostles and prophets are sent ones under the new. So prophets also have an apostolic dimension. The prophets of the old covenant have similar attributes to the apostles of the new. So what prophets did in the old covenant would actually be considered apostolic today. All right. So the same type of language, which was, which is used in the new Testament, we can also find used in the old covenant um, out of Isaiah six and eight. He said, also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, who shall I send? Then we, there's the word sin again. And who will go for us? And then I said, here I am, send me. And he said unto me, son of man, I send thee to the children of Israel, to a rebellious nation that have rebelled against me. They and their fathers have transgressed against me, even unto this very day. That's Ezekiel 2 and 3. Isaiah 6 and 8 and Ezekiel 2 and 3. So now, Moses was a prophet. Many people, we don't ex talk about that, but it's... it's it's in the word. Moses, a prophet, was sent to bring deliverance to Israel. So he was another sent one, okay? After he spent 40 years on the backside of the mountain and everything else. So all, all Israel's prophets were sent to deliver the word of the Lord to Israel and the nations, okay? So Israel had a mission to the nations, okay? God had a mission for them, and they were, they were called to bring light and truth to the nations through their covenant relationship with God. That was their mission, okay? And when they failed in this mission, it was the prophets who were sent to warn them of their covenant violations. And so the prophets were charging, they were charged with commanding Israel to return to their mission. And when you look at, um, when you look at prophet Nathan and he went to, he was sent from, he sent by God to, to talk to David and he gave David this parable. And after the parable, he said, well, you are the one. You know, I said we all need it. We all need a prophet Nathan, because there's times we, there's times we've been doing stuff and we've been doing stuff uh, against God and we we've committed all types of sins against God and we're still going and we're still moving forward as if nothing happened. And God needs to send us somebody to say, "Look, you out of order, you out of line, you need to repent." Glory be to God. We need those. I think all of us need a prophet Nathan. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So. You know, we need that nudging. We need that reminder, you know, that you can't just, you know, do whatever you want to do and think that God is still pleased and you can still ride, ride along. You can still ride along and, and, and do the working of God and, and have no consequences, have no conviction or whatever. So we got to be mindful. We got to be mindful. Those of us that like to run to every, um, every prophetic conference and stuff like that. And if you're not living right, I would really be, I would really be leery of that. I would really be leery of that because God will use them to expose you since you don't want to expose yourself. Since you don't want to humble yourself before, before him and confess your faults to him. You know, you know, when God is sick and tired, he can do a whole lot of things. He can do a whole lot of things. So, um, as sent ones, apostles and prophets have a strong sense of mission and mandate. Okay, um, churches can become stagnant, losing their losing their missionary prior priorities. Okay, movements can lose their momentum and become stuck in stuck in traditions and past achievements. So, when the church is not fulfilling its passions, apostles and prophets speak out. Okay, and they work together in in 
imp- they work together to impart this sense of mission to the church and make it missional. All right. So the ministries of apostles and prophets steer, they steer and challenge the church to keep moving forward. Okay, to keep moving forward. So they help propel the church into its mission of advancing the kingdom from generation to generation, and they are needed to keep the church focused on this goal. Okay? They are needed. They are needed together. They are needed together um, to keep the church focused on its goals. So what is the function of a prophet? Okay? We're going to go through that. What is the function of a prophet? Um, Prophets are known for their strong utterances. Okay? And these utterances are important for breaking through the obstacles that hinder the church from moving forward. Okay? So among their functions, prophets inspire, they stir up, they challenge, they convict, (laughs) they build, they break through, they open up, they ordain, establish, pull down, expose, and declare. It's quite a bit. Okay? But like I said... True prophets spend a lot of time before before the presence of God. They spend a lot of time in prayer. They spend a lot of time in consecration. They spend a lot of time in their word. Okay? So, I remember last week, and I was sharing with someone how the Lord had spoken to me and said that, that we have people who call themselves prophets, but they actually are just operating under the gift of prophecy. Okay? So just because, you know, and that's what Paul said. He said, I, you know, he's basically his desire would be that all of us can would prophesy, you know, have the gift of prophecy so we can edify the church. Glory be God. But so just because we can do that and one, and one may have a, a greater measure of the gift of prophecy does not necessarily mean that you're a prophet. OK. But he said those uh, we are we are affirming or ordaining whatever word you want to choose um prophets because they could be they could be more fluent under in the gift of prophecy so we really have to be careful about that so prophets are prophets are especially strong in bringing correction okay they are very discerning and become grieved when the church loses its fire and passion for kingdom advancement prophets call us back to our mandates and commissions Often by calling for repentance and rededication. Okay. So when we talk about prophets and and really this is one of this is one of the lessons, matter. I'm always throw this in on August third. You want you want to come to seven oh nine Dunbar Street in Green in uh, Greenville, South Carolina, where we have having activating the the prophetic in you, iron sharpens iron, and so we're going to be talking about um, different. Um, different areas of the prophetic amen and so you will definitely want to get a part of that definitely want to be a part of that so so they do often call for for repentance and rededication um they help bring conviction to the church through their proclamations this is a great help to apostles who are on the for who are on the forefront of advancing the kingdom okay in the early church judas and silas were two of the prophets that worked with the apostles to strengthen the church and Judas and Silas being prophets also themselves exhorted the brethren with many words and confirmed them. That's Acts 15 and 32. 
Okay, so churches and believers need confirmation. All right, many of us, we, we hear the voice of God. We're, sometimes we may not be sure that it's the voice of God. And we want confirmation before we move forward. Even those of us who feel very secure that we know the voice of God. And sometimes it may be a little challenging, maybe a little scary for us. Like, oh my God, did God just tell me to do this? Am I sure? And then we start self-doubting. We start self-sabotaging the things that God is telling us to do. And then all of a sudden God will send us a prophet or someone with the gift of prophecy to speak to us. To confirm that, okay, what you're hearing is right. Now can we move on now? And we still, and sometimes with many of us, it's still not enough. We need like two or three <laughs> confirmations. Glory be to God. We're like, um, what was that, Gideon? Yeah, who wanted all these confirmations. So, so yeah. So that's what they do. All right, so. So prophets confirm what apostles pioneer, what apostles pioneer and establish. So apostles who are being sent forth to plant churches and do those things that um, they have envisioned and seen from God or whatever, and doing establishment. Prophets come to confirm, and so that's why they kind of they work hand in hand because you want someone to confirm who can see from God, hear from God. And it's like, yeah, okay, this is what God is saying to do. Put it's almost like putting that stamp of approval on it. So to confirm is to establish something's truth or or correctness, okay? So it's established, okay, yep, this is true. This is what the Lord is saying. Or, nope, this ain't what he's saying. You know, so it's, it's one or the other, okay? Um, hmm. I'm going to say this. Hmm. You should never pay for a prophetic word. Selah. All right, now let's move on. <laughs> Along with apostles, prophets have insight and understanding concerning the plans and purposes of God, and they are able to help establish them for a region or territory. Okay? Prophets have insight and understanding concerning the plans and purposes of God, and they are able to help establish them for a region or territory. That's why it's so important, so, so important. And I talked to the, the apostolic team here with Kingdom Renovators that I need to know what you see. I mean, I don't have a seer's gift. I don't have some of those things that the other giftings that God has brought to this ministry. So I need to know, <laughs> glory be to God, Pastor Tanny, I need to know what do you see? What are you hearing from God? What direction to help, you know, are we on track? Are we off track? You know, my spiritual father's here, uh, is on the line, um, Pastor Jim. And he'll, you know, he'll he'll let us know, yes, no. <laughs> and Pastor Tori, you know, they'll let us know, you know, those who have extensions of other prophetic giftings and things like that. And that's what, that's why we all need each other to work together. Because who wants, who wants to do, who wants to do God's work and then you're not in sync with him? even though many do because it sounds like a good idea and we can find a scripture to go along with it. Okay. So thus they help what they help keep the church on track and moving in the right direction. Okay. So for myself um, and my wife, we can have, 
we can sense God is saying something and doing something. And this is the way we should move. But then also we should be sharing those things with those that's in this ministry and, and, and even with our spiritual our spiritual parents that, you know, this is what we're hearing from God. What do you think? What, you know, is the timing right? Not right. Are we moving in the right direction? So on and so forth. Okay. It's not that this is my show and this is how it's going to be. Okay. So prophets also help release ministries. The development of leaders is a vital part of any um, apostolic ministry. Everything rises and falls on leadership. So we need strong leaders to lead and protect churches. So prophets have the ability to help identify leaders and their gifts as Samuel was sent to anoint Saul and later David. Samuel, though a prophet, was also a type of of the apostolic ministry. Okay. And he serves as an example for not just the identifying of young ministries, but their training. Okay, so he established a school of the prophets to develop and train young prophets in Israel. He helped develop an atmosphere conducive for emerging prophets to learn how to flow and operate prophetically. Okay. So in addition to helping plant and establish churches, apostles are called to disciple and develop members in their giftings and callings. So they will all they will need the help of prophets to do this. Prophets help identify, train, impart, and activate believers in their members in their membership ministries. Okay, many of these leaders will, will in turn be sent out and released to expand the work of the church and the kingdom. Equip, train, sin, equip, train, sin. I'm not trying to build a mega church. Glory be to God to those who do, because they have to me though they have a very strong evangelistic gifting to draw people in. Let that sink in. So those who have these, they have a they have a very strong evangelistic gifting that draws people in. Evangelists are good at drawing people in, having people to come in. Glory be to God. So that's why we need them as well. After the church is planted, who we need? We need the teachers. We need evangelists to draw. We need the teachers to lay the foundation, to continue to lay the foundation. And then the sooner, then we need to soon bring the pastors to, to watch over and cover the sheep. Not cover, but watch over and lead and guide the sheep. Okay? Um, so prophets impart and help release gifts through the laying on of hands and prophecy as happened with Timothy. 1 Timothy 4 and 14. Paul himself laid hands on Timothy to impart a gift, 2 Timothy 1 and 6. So apostles and prophets have grace to train and raise up a new generation of strong leaders to keep advancing the kingdom. Uh, I keep using my spiritual father, Pastor Jim, because I just love him. He's just, my wife says he's one of the original disciples, glory be to God, because of the wisdom. But I look at it for me to give this, to give this analogy where he's pouring into us and he's sharing um, his authority and wisdom with us and then as as leaders of this ministry we're trying we're trying and, and implementing trying to do the same with those in this ministry so then they can carry on to another generation glory be to god and so it's just a reciprocal but going on and it continuously goes on and prayerfully it won't die like it did and it won't be um shut off like it was centuries ago um by the catholic church amen so an apostolic and prophetic atmosphere would be the environment for strong leaders to emerge and be released. In addition, prophets are also gifted to discern false ministries. 
An apostolic team with prophets have an advantage in training and releasing strong gifts and authentic ministries. Um, there's one one <laughs> one prophet I met, uh, Prophet Reggie through through Pastor Jim, and it's like everywhere, every person, every man. It was the, at one of the man talk uh, ministries, and I could just see him. Just he was. It's almost like a, like a copy machine. And it just scans the whole document. It was like he was just scanning everybody. And one of the young men, we was just getting started. We haven't even started the session yet. And he said, I got everything I need. I can go home now. I mean, they are, so they are very, they're very in tune, amen, with the things of, of the Father concerning his people. Um, so in chapter 7, if you get this book, in chapter 7, he gives a list of duties um of the apostle and i'm about to go through a list of the prophets and some of them that some of them are going to overlap okay so if you go back probably i think last week or maybe the week before um you can find find some of the some of the similarities but here's some as far as the the prophet is revelation prophets Prophets help bring revelation and insight concerning the plans of God for regions, churches, and individuals, and this and this gives them direction going forward. Um, prophets also have impartation. Prophets are used by God to impart gifts and anointings through the laying on of hands and prophecy. Release prophets are used to help release people into their destinies and gifts through through preaching and prophesying. Deliverance prophets are used to bring deliverance and breakthrough. You see Hosea 12 and 13 on that one. Protection. Prophets are guardians and watchmen. They help preserve and protect the work of God. Prophets, and this is the next one is prayer. Prophets are called to pray and intercede on behalf of the people of God. Worship. Prophets make great psalmists and minstrels, helping the church move in strong worship and prayer. We were at and we was at our friend Sherry's um, upper room prayer and worship encounter. On Friday night, and his brother Bart, and he's just he prophesied, but he also was prophesying through through worship, and it was just so it was so phenomenal. It was so 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 phenomenal, amazing, amazing. And praise be to God that my my daughter she even prophesied a word to him. So it was great. It was great, 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 great encounter. Um, decreeing. Um, through their utterances, prophets release strong decrees and help help bring breakthrough in regions and territories. Confirmation, prophets help confirm and strengthen churches. We talked about that. Vision, prophets help release and establish vision, which we must have, which we must have to advance. Discernment, definitely a one. Prophets help discern and root out false ministries that try to inf try to infect and, and corrupt the church. Okay, a prophet will expose you through discernment. All right, if you're gonna be around prophets, I suggest that you live a very, a very, very good life. Amen. Hallelujah. So, because um, if they sense something that's not right, they will tell you. They will tell you. Okay, why? Because one, hopefully, hopefully they, they're not compromising. But two, because you you are affecting the kingdom of God from moving forward if you're not operating and if you're not lined up, if your life is not lined up with God, okay? You can't be leading people and stuff and your life is not in order. It's not in sync. Been there, done that. 
All right. Planting prophets along with apostles are planters. They help plant new works in churches through preaching and teaching. Watering prophets help water what has been planted, and this will result in increase. Correction prophets bring correction when believers and churches go astray in doctrine or lifestyle. I just said that, right? Correction. So wisdom, prophets release wisdom and counsel to leaders, churches, and, and, and movements. Remember when I was saying that kings even sought the prophets on what to do, um, give, and, they, and they, wanted, um, they wanted wisdom from them. They wanted guidance from them. Um, but then they also, many of them rejected them. King Asa rejected the prophet. I forgot his name, and he put him in jail. The prophet came to correct him, and he put the prophet that was in that time frame with him, and he put him in jail. That's Second uh, Chronicles, Chronicles chapter sixteen. Building prophets help prophets help apostles and leaders build. Haggai, Haggai, and Zechariah help Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel <laughs> rebuild the temple in Jerusalem. Prosperity. If we believe the prophets, we will prosper. Second Chronicles twenty and twenty. Now, a lot of people take that scripture. A lot of prophets say this scripture and they manipulate it and they manipulate the people of God and coerce them into giving. Okay. So be careful. Activation. Prophets help stir up and activate the gifts of the spirit. So if we're going to move in apostolic, we cannot ignore the, the, the prophetic ministry. Apostles need the, needs the assistance, insight, and inspiration that prophets bring. Like apostles, prophets have great authority and wisdom, attributes given by the grace of God, and this wisdom gives them the skill and ability to build, okay, to build. So they are an indis, indispensable part of the church and are desperately needed in every generation as a part of the apostolic team, okay? So they're very important. So I hope... I've given you some some deep insight about a prophet and how they function, how they work, how important they are to team up with the um, with the apostles. And so we want to be very very clear on that. And then this is the last one I'm gonna cover for today, and then I'll be back tomorrow. It's about um, great power and great grace. Amen. Bless you. Um, and with great power, the apostles gave witness. To the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. And that's Acts 4 and 33. So the apostolic church will be a church of great power. Power meaning dunamis in the Greek is a distinguishing mark of the true apostolic ministry. And I talked about this yesterday in service about, about the power. What happens when, when the dunamis power, when dunamis is, is in operation. So the Lord, need, the Lord never sends people without giving them power. Okay, but a lot of people, they are sent on their own and they end up and they get shipwrecked. <laughs> they end up and they get beat up and they end up not accomplishing what they think they were sent to do, what they think God sent them to do. And one, one God can speak to you about going somewhere or doing something, but you have to make sure you're doing it in the timing in which he is calling you to go. Okay, very important. Very important. Even um, um, our friend Sherry said that the ministry that God has now is birthing was something that was given to them 22 years ago. Now, now did she also say maybe we 
you know, maybe it should have been birthed sooner, whatever, but now it's time. But God would give you something that's a far off from now. All you have to do is stay the course. <laughs> stay the course. So if God is giving you a plan or something of his, which what we need to do is say, Father, order my steps according to your plan. Then that way we will always walk accordingly and upright before him in regards to that. That's right. Most people will not receive things from someone with with true power. Um, you have to be ready to hear, right? Because some people don't. Some people do not like to be told. Yes, yes, what God is telling you true is true, but not now. You know, because a lot of times we get we get anxious, and we move we move ahead of God. We're hearing God, but we're moving ahead of God, and. Um, and what what can what can really happen? This is what I'm hearing now: is that the provision that He has for you is not there yet. So you're going to move ahead of Him with no provision. Hmm. All right. So we have to be given the power for it is necessary to accomplish the task for which it, which one is sent. So when the Lord sent the twelve, when the Lord sent the twelve. In Luke 9, verses 1 and 2, he gave them what? Power and authority. He gave them power and authority. So he Jesus didn't, Jesus didn't even let them go without giving them authority and power. Okay, so the Greek word dunamis means miraculous power, the working of miracles, power, or strength. In Acts 4 and 33 describes the great power the apostles had to give witness to the resurrection. And we have seen great in the Greek megas meaning big so apostolic ministry is characterized by mega power as well as a mega grace so this dimension of power is beyond the norm okay the result will be an unusual large number of healings and miracles okay so the power of darkness will be blasted by great power from on high okay you'll see signs wonders and miracles when the power of god is there lives are changed Chains are broken. People are delivered from addictions, so on and so forth. You know, not just to feel good, you know, preach well, good message, choir sung good, praise team was, was off the chain, so on and so forth. But did was there any lives changed? Was there any mindsets, any any strongholds crumbled? <laughs> Glory be God, was there anything that was, that was happening? So, uh, let's move here. So apostolic sent people will witness with great power. Um, the church cannot properly witness to the world that Jesus is alive without the apostolic dimension. So apostolic church is also a church of great grace. Um, the Greek word for grace is charis, C-H-A-R-I-S, meaning the divine influence upon the heart. So grace moves people um, because it moves their heart. So the result of great grace is the, is the context of Acts 4 and 33 and 34 was giving. The saints sold what? They sold their possessions and laid the money at the apostles' feet. This one was done without compulsion and was simply the result of great grace. And basically during that time, nobody lacked. In the body, nobody lacked in the early days of church. Nobody lacked because everybody brought everything in. Amen. They willfully gave it in. We had, they had to beg, pump, pride, and do none of that stuff. Okay. In 2 Corinthians 8, 2 through 7, it is the nature of grace to give. Okay, Paul when Paul was talking about grace. So the apostolic anointing will release a divine influence upon the heart that will manifest itself 
in giving. Okay, so in Apostolic Church, we'll have a great grace for giving with abundant finances released for the work of the ministry. Did you get that? For the work of the ministry. For the work of the ministry. Hmm. So abundance is a result of grace and the apostolic dimension will cause needs to be met because it released abundance. Okay, because it, because it released abundance. So that's all I have for today. And I'll be back tomorrow at 9 um, and go a little bit further into signs, wonders, and miracles uh, from darkness to light. And what else we got here? Signs of apostolic people. We'll, we'll discuss that. I may have a time for one more after that one. So, so we just keep coming. Just keep coming back and we'll keep going forward. <laughs> Amen. And so just teaching and talking about highlights from the book, Moving in Apostolic. And uh, by John Eckhart. All right. So God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed the teaching, share it, share it, share it. I appreciate it. And I'll see you guys tomorrow. Take care.